Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the How Bad Gonna Be extended Patreon exclusive podcast name Pending Still. If you're new to this and this is your first one you're listening to, this is basically the show after the show that I do where I kind of sit back, relax a little bit and kind of discuss the episode, go over some things that I said, go over some things that I didn't say, some things that may have got cut and uh, this is going to be an interesting one because I think... Just jumping into this one right away, this might be the most cut content we've ever had in a video. Uh, the video was about six minutes long, I think, six and a half minutes long. This is the uh, Data Dream one, which you can find on the YouTube channel as you're listening to this. It's there right now. Uh, we were sent this game for free by its developer, Charles Deloy, uh, De even. Sorry about that. Uh, but thank you so much, Charles, if you're listening. I know I did send this to you as well, but much appreciated for sending us the key. And um, yeah, it, it was an interesting little game. A lot of really cool ideas going on for it. And I think that's probably the one of the best upsides to this game is just the concept of it is something that's really neat and I'd like to see it explored a bit more uh, because it's very surreal but it's taking something very ordinary and turning it into an extraordinary thing especially if you're unfamiliar with pcs whilst i am familiar uh more so than your average person to the average person the way a computer works might not be uh <laughs> might not be as uh normal and easy to understand so taking that and kind of going through the process of it in a very surreal way i thought was really cool but uh yeah, there was a lot, a lot taken out of this script, and uh, we'll get into some of it. What, uh, some of the reasons why, as we go through uh, the script, because I have it open by the side of me here. But uh, I do want to say that I, I made it clear at the start of the video. I'm going to make it clear again that the uh, the fact that this was gifted to me, like the the key was gifted to me by Charles to look at his game. That's not going to have an impact on my review. And if you've watched the video, I'm sure you've already worked that out. Uh, I try to be honest first. I think that's the more important thing, you know. I don't really care if I get free keys or not. If someone asks me to look at their game, I gladly will. Uh, I just hope they understand that sometimes I'm not going to like everything and I'm not going to be nice just because you gave me the key, you know. And uh, Charles, if, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> I, I hope you understood that at least. But uh, yeah, you know, this this was one of those games where it was like, uh, it certainly wasn't bad by any means, and uh, I didn't hate it, and I didn't want to just tear it apart, because there were some games, especially in my in my past, when I've done uh, past iterations of the series and the way the series works, there have been games which I've just absolutely slated and torn apart, and uh, I, I don't like doing that, and is the re that's kind of the reason I moved away from doing those style of videos, is that I don't like just being negative about games all the time because I I deeply love this art form and I do want to be fair, you know, it's not all about just slating games for the lols to make someone laugh, you know, it's I'm, I'm trying to take it from a more journalistic approach and analyzing it. Sorry, by the way, <laughs> it appears that someone in my household is playing FIFA. Uh, so if you can hear that, uh, my apologies to any foul language that you may hear but you know i swear enough as it is on this podcast so expect to hear uh, the occasional ooh, 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 as a 
he's playing competitive FIFA in the background. <laughs> uh, that's just that's just how it is for these shows, you know. I don't I don't I just kind of do them off the cuff whenever I can, but. Yeah, I just wanted to go through it to start off with. Obviously, I've mentioned the cold open. Um, I did start off by talking about my history with the PlayStation. So for those who don't know, the PlayStation was my first console ever. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was my first one is the one I grew up with. Uh, I had that. And then like shortly after that, I had a, a Game Boy Advanced uh, SP, the little square one. And that was kind of like my main console. But the PlayStation was my first one and that was the one that kind of took me through my childhood up until I kind of like had a brain <laughs> and I could work stuff out but yeah a lot, a lot of childhood games on that one, one of my favorite ones was Spyro because I like the color purple as you can tell and um, yeah it's a dragon and dragons are pretty cool so cool in fact my country's flag is a dragon so you know that's uh, that that that's just yeah, I've always thought dragons are pretty cool, and I like the color purple. So, you know, Spyro was pretty cool to me. And uh, that goes actually into one of the major pieces of cut content um, from this video, and that's comparisons to Spyro. And I originally had more of them. So when, uh, I nearly called you Chris then, when Charles approached me um, with, with the game, and kind of mentioned Spyro. I thought oh, that was pretty cool, you know, and I mentioned that in the video. Um, but one of the things I wanted to try and avoid, and I had to cut some stuff out of it, is I didn't want to kind of anchor it based off Spyro, because they're two very different scenarios, you know. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Charles is uh, either a small team or a team of just him making this video game. The way he worded it in our conversation made it look like it was just him, and it's not like a big studio at the end of the day. So, you know, I think it's a bit unfair to compare the two, uh, whereas like if you looked at when I talked about Gears Tactics, there was a lot of comparisons there to XCOM, but that's because they were at that same level, whereas I think it would be unfair to anchor this game and set my expectations based on another game, even if that other game is much older. So we kind of went at it with uh, as open of a mindset as possible, just knowing that's where the inspiration had come from anyway. And one of the downsides to that, of course, is that it's, it's, it's often really easy to make comparisons and things like that. And there was actually an entire segment a bit later on when I go into, I believe it's the presentation. Yeah. When I go into the presentation segment, there was uh, an example used uh, when referring to the level design. I mentioned that it uh, feels a bit soulless and lifeless in terms of the levels and how it's very limited and claustrophobic but between those two there was actually a discussion about Spyro where it was uh, how Spyro's levels are very simple and they're really contained but they kind of give that illusion of space and life if you know what I mean there's a, there's a lot more openness to them that you kind of feel and not see and that's something that that game does really well and I think Data Dream doesn't do it as well as I do mention though I do think it does it a bit better than if I'd included that paragraph or kept it in. I think it does it better than what that would have given it justice for, especially when you go speak to some of them. It's it's a weird it's a weird level design system in Data Dream, and I I don't know what's the best way to describe it. It's, it's both open and restricted at the same time. The actual structures of the levels themselves, for the most part, are very limited from my playthrough. And we'll get on to a bit more about my playthrough in a little bit and how wild of a ride that was. 
Um, but then you have these areas, like the very beginning area, or when you're talking to the ram, and it has this vast open space. So it's kind of like a mix of both. And I thought it would be uh, unfair to keep that in. Because A, we, we already mentioned about the Spyro comparisons, which I kind of wanted to try and avoid. And also, I, I think it was a little bit uh, inaccurate. The more I kind of reflected upon it whilst I was working on this review. Um, but yeah, we'd actually recorded that line and then I took it out in post. But it, yeah, uh, the way it is, is look at something like Spyro, for example. The levels are pretty simple and contained, but give the illusion of space and life. Different styles and colors creates an immersive and engaging experience that encourages the player to explore every nook and cranny. Will it's not completely accurate, but there are some truths that are about how Data Dream doesn't do this, uh, especially when it goes into the encouragement of exploring every nook and cranny. Um, and it, it's not like an open thing where it's like, you should explore everything. And Spyro does that through things like collectibles and uh, getting like, I believe they're the gems. I can't remember what they're actually called, but it's like the hidden dragon, the gems, the, uh, the dragon eggs as well. There's a lot of things you can collect around here. Whereas uh, in Data Dream, it's mostly just going from point A to point B with enemies in between. Apologies about the chair just creaking, by the way. Um, but... Yeah, in Data Dream, there's a distinct lack of that, so you don't really need to explore, but the levels are so much smaller and claustrophobic that you don't really need to explore, if you know what I mean. It's far more linear uh, in terms of its level structure and experience for Spyro, which is something I would have loved to see a bit more of, you know. it's um, I, I'd love to see it open up a bit more and have a bit more interesting stuff going on with different paths, different levels, you know. It was a, a very very kind of here's your like box go from here to here and we're gonna throw some stuff in there and it was kind of kind of annoying in that regard but uh, i i do think if we ever got either another game in this line if charles were to make another one or something i'd be very interested to see what he does in that regard and going forward and having it maybe open up a bit more and making it more advanced you know getting a bit more going for it and um yeah that, that was kind of the main thing uh, we mentioned the voice acting a lot and uh that, that was something that kind of bugged me a bit um going going back a little bit now in the script but the voice acting came across as very unnecessary and the performances were mostly flat now I'm not saying I'm an expert voice actor or anything, but I have done voice acting, and I, well, I've done a decent amount of voice acting for someone who only does it as a super, super casual thing. And when I just hear it, it I, I'm, I'm big on voice, voice acting and audio in games. And anyone who's watched multiple of my videos knows that for a fact, that I'm very big on audio. And I think the audio experience of a game is equally important as the other two elements. And especially when you come into the other two elements. I don't even know what I said there. Sorry, um, if you can't tell by my voice or how I sounded in the video, I'm not very well. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's nothing like that. It's just a bit of a bit lightheaded these last two days. Uh, I don't think I'm getting enough sleep, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I said that. That was, that was wild. Okay. Um, but just, just to reflect on it, like find, find where I am again. The whole thing that I had with this game, in terms of its voice acting, is that I think audio enhances every other aspect. That's kind of what I meant to say. Is if you look at the presentation of a game, for example, 
the audio has to accompany the scenes, the graphics. It has to really fit the vibe you're going for, which it did very well. In gameplay, you have to have sound effects that really make it worth playing. You know, it has to be satisfying. Either be like, if you're playing a game with a sword, you have to have that nice sword sound effect, maybe with like a crunch to it. You know what I mean? It's it's all about that. And uh, when it comes to narrative, the voiceover and the voice acting is something that can really carry it through if you go down that route. And a lot of people think they have to go down that route, but that isn't true at all. It really isn't. And you can go down multiple different ways with it. You could have certain like little lines if there's recurring characters, or you could even do something like um, in Banjo-Kazooie, for example. You know, if you've ever played a Banjo-Kazooie game, you don't actually have voices there. They just have sound effects which are pitch shifted to mimic them speaking the dialogue that's on screen. So uh, I believe it's Gruntilda. You go to speak to Gruntilda and she's like, wah, 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 wah. and I, I think that would work with this game a bit better. Maybe not exactly that sound, but when you have those performances coming across so flat as they are, and that's no offense to the people who were doing the voiceover. I don't know who they are. They could be friends of Charles. They could be anyone. But they, they came across as uh, pretty flat overall, you know. So having that different approach to it, one where you aren't being distracted from the story being told to you because of what is telling you it, I, I think it would. I think it would do the game a great service. And whether that's something Charles could maybe add in as an option or maybe add in a bit later, I'm not sure, but I, I think that would go a long way for it, honestly. Uh, then we can go into the gameplay, and the gameplay actually has a massive portion of it cut. So I talk about how I don't really like the combat in this game, and we're going to skip most of it because the keyboard and mouse stuff, I think I explained well enough. I think that explained perfectly fine. Uh, I'm also going to kind of ignore the controller stuff because I did explain it in the video. Uh, I did actually want to get a... I did actually want to get footage of the Steam big picture stuff, but it wouldn't let me record it for some reason. It just wouldn't work. I, I've never had that happen before. It just... Yeah, it, it wouldn't let me record big picture Steam for some reason. I couldn't work it out. But anyway, what we ha have and this is the main part, is my discussion of the combat and how I don't really like it. And it comes across super negative in the video, and it, it is the weakest part of this game, in my opinion, is that it, it just seems off. It doesn't seem consistent, and, that, and that's an important thing when it comes to combat in games. It can be tough, it can be difficult, it can be infuriating or irritating, but it has to be consistently so, uh, for me at least, you know. If it's consistent, then you can work with it. But I felt like sometimes when I was using the zap attack, like, you know, the, the spark attack and the shockwave, sometimes it was doing really cool, effective stuff. And the other time it felt like I was just blow, like just blowing air at them and nothing was happening, you know? And it's, it, it is a shame. It really is a shame because it, it's kind of a major part of this game. And for it to not just be there, you know, it, it's, it's just off. It, it really drags down the experience. It's almost the opposite of what we had with Jedi Fallen Order last week. Uh, I said last week, it was four days ago. Holy crap, okay. Yeah, it's the same issue we had with um, Jedi Fallen Order. Where with that game, we had the combat, which was excellente. 
and it was actually the movement and the traversal of the game which was bad. So we almost have an opposite case scenario here where I really disliked the combat in this game. I feel like it was the weakest element and there's an entire segment that I cut from here where I was talking about a boss fight and in particular I was talking about the boss fight with the dude with the axe and how I couldn't beat him. Oh, pardon me. Ugh. Had something stuck in my throat there, oh boy. Uh, but yeah, there was an entire thing about how I couldn't beat him because I, I was genuinely struggling with it. Uh, it was a, it was a difficult one for me to wrap my head around because the hit detection was weird, and then trying to work out a pattern is fine. But you had weird movement, you had weird camera controls. Uh, as is the issue with all of these games, that's not a slight at Data Dream by itself. You know, Spyro has that exact same issue. The camera in Spyro is notoriously kind of terrible <laughs> it's it's pretty bad but um yeah it was it was basically this entire segment that i cut out and ended with it needs more polish simply because i don't think it's polished enough and it's it's it is true honestly it, it does need more polish and that fight the reason why i didn't include that because that would have been a relevant thing to include the reason why I didn't is because this game, and I don't know why, but it kind of broke my recording software and I had to reinstall it. And it did that for both my recording softwares and I don't know what happened, it just kind of died on me. And I don't know whether that was a thing with the game or just a thing in general, but I've never had anything like it happen before, especially on both of them, because I use uh, Marillus Action 4 and I use the GeForce uh, Capture. I can't remember what they actually call it, but it's the one built into my computer. And I use both of those, and they're both pretty good. I prefer using Action. I find it to be a bit more consistent and a bit more trustworthy. But yeah, they, they both weren't working with this game, and I actually lost over three hours of footage in this game. And <laughs> literally, I lost even more of it. It got corrupted. Uh, more of it than I thought anyway, a lot of it got corrupted, so I had to go back and play it whilst editing this video. I had to stop because I realized, oh crap, I've lost all of my footage of this boss fight. So I went back and recorded it, and I beat him. <laughs> uh, and I, I just beat him, I don't know what happened, but I had like this weird Jimmy Neutron kind of brainwave, <laughs> big brain strat, uh, and I, I somehow like... F Magooed my way into working it out, and yeah, it was it, it was weird. I somehow I somehow worked it out. You have to get him to hit the tree. Spoilers, <laughs> but uh, that's just one of the fights, so I'm sure you're fine. But um, yeah, it, it was a weird one. So I was like, well, okay, I've beat him. <laughs> it took me a long time, but I beat him. Uh, I'll take that out because it's no longer relevant because. I've beat him, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it, it. It made for a weird experience overall with the combat, especially in that fight, because I find that you could get yourself stun locked quite easily. I think I don't even know if I included it in the video, but there's a clip essentially uh, from that re-recording because I I lost to him once, then beat him the second time, and the first time I kind of got stun locked by him where he hit me. I bounced back, he hit me again, I bounced back, and then hit me again and killed me. So that wasn't very good, but overall, and uh, this is going to be a bit of a short one just because this was a short review, um, this game is not bad. It's certainly not bad, but it's just not quite there. And I'm going to keep an eye on it, hopefully we get to see some updates, and who knows, it might, it might shoot 
straight up you know it might go straight up in quality it might not but for now i'm not completely sold on it uh it could use more work use more polish to kind of like neaten up those edges a little bit you know uh i think especially in the combat department making sure that it's a consistent combat experience would go far and um <laughs> obviously you know keyboard on mouse uh could be better but for this kind of game not really important i'd say the controller is the way to go though maybe um maybe set it so it recommends a controller i believe there's a way you can do that on the page in fact i'm going to bring it up now just in case okay so it doesn't say it on uh it doesn't say it on the steam page but uh yeah charles if you're listening to this um go to the steam page uh like and, and try and try and see if you can have it so it's recommended with a controller there is a way to do that i've seen it a couple of times but definitely do that if you can anyway we're gonna wrap up now because <laughs> i'm <laughs> feeling really really messed up and uh, i need to go have a lie down but that was data dream uh next time we are doing fallout 76 uh the how bad is it now review is it good i don't know i'm sure we'll find out but anyway go do your thing uh hope you have a wonderful time thank you for supporting the patreon and uh keep watching the videos keep sharing them around all that good stuff and we'll see you next time goodbye everyone